Hi, this is Michelle, and I'm here to bring you hope. If you have a son or daughter um, or a loved one that is addicted to drugs or alcohol and you're struggling with how to cope with that, I'm here just to bring you a little bit of hope and hopefully hopefully, um, just hearing my story and um, knowing that you're not alone will help. Will help you today and maybe in the future. Um, if if you are a parent of a of an addicted loved one, then you've probably worried about he or she being making it to jail. Maybe you've already had a loved one in jail and not really known how to handle that situation. It's, it's pretty common, and there are a lot of people out there that can tell you don't ever bail your child out from jail, but most of those people have never had a loved one in jail, so it's, it's kind of um, difficult for them to comment on that, and it's really a personal thing. Um, it's really personal, and, you know, as a parent, I, I understand it. Um, right now, our son is in jail. And what's really sad is that he's been working towards getting to this rehab with his wife. And this past weekend, um, they, they went two days without sleeping to put everything into storage. They got court permission to go to rehab and their flights were going to be Monday. Well, Sunday afternoon, our son was, um, at the store and had fallen asleep Um, in his car, probably to somebody else he looked dead because when you're on meth and you you don't use or you stay up for days, then your body just naturally falls asleep and you can't control it. So um, they pulled, you know, they, the cops tapped on his window and found out that, you know, his license plate had expired and he had meth on him. So he went to jail. That was Sunday. And Monday, his flight was all booked. Everything was set to go. Um, I don't know. I I cried so hard. I was devastated, just devastated, because I thought it was the beginning of a journey that um, that was going to bring so much um, so much more to his life. So it, we were in the middle of a snowstorm, and. Um, we packed our daughter-in-law up and she reluctantly went to rehab without him. And there were moments where she couldn't put one foot in front of the other. We didn't think we were gonna make it on time. It was that close. And by the time she got to the plane, um, the terminal, it was time to get on and off she went. And we prayed that she was gonna make her connecting flight because they just fall asleep anywhere. And she was just so sick. So, but yay, she got there. She, she got there. We were successful. And that night, Monday night, I felt so good because my son, even though he was in jail, was living, right? He was safe. And she was safe at the rehab center in Florida. And I, I just thought, okay, I have to have some gratitude here. And thank God that they were both safe. But then the calls start coming. And once your loved one is in jail, they get to call you. They can call you all day long. Calls here are like three three minutes, but he was calling collect. 
And yes, we have a choice. We can either accept those collect charges or we can just um, choose to dis disconnect and not. But um, I love our son. Um, I'm proud of him for a lot of things. And um, I'm all about him making a dis difference and finding his purpose and getting well. So I took his calls and I listened and I listened and I cried and I cried and um, I this wasn't the first time he was in jail. So um, he wanted us to bail him out because we had before and um, I couldn't, we couldn't. Because here's something I want you to learn, and even if even if you don't, even if this never happens to you, you might be able to tell a friend this. Here in Indiana, had I known this, the very first time we bailed him out, um, I, I believe I felt that by bailing him out, it wasn't changing anything because he was still going to have to face the charges. He still had to go to jail for what he had done, or. Um, worked to be on probation, community service, whatever it was that the judge decided, right? So, but had I left him in jail 48 hours, they would have left, let him get out on his own recognizance. He never would have been charged anything for that. There was, there would have been no bail amount that we would have paid to get him out. He would have because he was with other people and they got out um, even though they didn't pay anything and I was like wait a minute what do you mean well just something you learn along the way um, I wish I hadn't learned it I don't want to learn all this um, we we don't understand the law we've never had to but um, I just want to share that with you so if you're on the fence and your child or your loved one is um, sent to jail if you don't do anything, find out in 48 hours, if we don't do anything, will they be released on their own recognizance? And um, the other question is, why is this our problem, right? What did we do? We didn't make the choices they made. We haven't been resisting to change like they are. Um, we can't cure them. We didn't cause this and we can't control it those are just a few of the C's that I try to remember and I try to teach my granddaughters, their children. We didn't cause it. We can't cure it. We can't control it. We can just choose to make our good choices, right? So it's up to you whether or not you want to bail your loved one out of jail. Um, nobody can tell you what to do. It's personal. But um, I do want you to think, is it your fault? Is this your problem that they are there? Maybe we say, I love you enough to let you stay there. This is hurting me as much as it is you. Our son has been in now for three days. Um, and because of extreme temperatures here in Indiana, the courts are closed today and tomorrow. And he's been in isolation for three days. Um, and he has separation anxiety. He's um, one of his issues is um, extreme um, phobia for for being separated or disconnected with people. We don't know why. Um, he's he was working through that trauma or trying to work through it, but he hadn't yet. And so his calls home have been totally pitiful. He's tried everything to manipulate us to get him out of there. Right. 
but we're we're holding on because we're waiting for the courts to say yes he can still fly to Florida we are hopeful that that will happen but in the meantime if he comes home we are not professionals we cannot deal with his illness right and so we just keep praying every night I pray to God to keep him safe um so you know it's all about our attitude and if you're a mother or a father and your child is in jail we are miserable just miserable I've cried and cried because nobody wants to see their child in pain but we can say I love you too much to let you out I love you too much to let you out. At least there, I know you're safe. Um, So listen to them. Empathize with whatever they say. Give them a positive outlook. I kept, one of the things I, I said to Ryan just this evening was, tonight, when you're, when you're in the holding tank with all those people, I want you to pick one person who needs to be lifted and encouraged by you. For once, try not to think about your own pain. Try to bring value to somebody else because you've been there a couple days. Try to get them through it. And maybe in focusing on somebody else, it'll help you get through it. But I don't know if that's going to work. I'm just grasping for hope to give him Um, Something else I said is this will pass. This will pass. It's just temporary. It's not forever. Deep breaths. Pray. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't have a book and they wouldn't give him a Bible. Um, It just broke my heart, right? Um, But (sighs) he was safe. And I believe that this is going to make him stronger and that someday he will be able to look back on this and this will be his testimony to others that he endured this, that he got through this. Um, Everything you do is a choice of who you are. Everything he does is a choice. And I said, just lead where you are. Just lead. Try to think of other people. Oh, that's my prayer for him tonight is that he can make it through to morning. Um, and know that maybe he made it through, but he also helped somebody else make it through too. Oh, it's just so hard. I, I want to pray for you tonight. I want to say you aren't alone. You're on, you aren't alone, and this will pass for you too. But if you're considering bailing your loved one out, I want to ask you what is the plan? Where? will that person go after you bail them out? What's the plan? Ryan wants to come home, but we aren't a facility here. Um, We can't, we can't just protect that he isn't going to leave and go out go out on his own and find what he what his body thinks it needs we can't control that and right now he's so vulnerable right last thing we want is for him to 
end up in jail again. So before you decide and make your decisions, just research it, pray about it, talk to other people, and know that um, no matter what your decision, nobody's judging you. And if they do, then they are the wrong friends and people. Um, you need to surround yourself by people who understand and can help you make the decision that's right for you and your loved one. In the meantime, please um, reach out to me if this has been helpful. Um, like, like this podcast and then other people will see it and hopefully it will bring more and more people hope. God bless. Thank you.